independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. You know, all the talk over the weekend, rightly so, what happened to Tyree Nichols. Touch on that in a minute. Something kind of went just under the radar. We had a four-star general Friday release a memo that said, uh, hey, uh, by 2025, uh, we're going to war with China. <laughs> Nary a word. A little bit, like a smidge over the weekend here or there. But, I mean, I, and again, the Tyree Nichols thing sucked all the oxygen out of the room, rightly so, because it's not 2025 and anything can happen. But when you have a four-star general telling the world, hey, there's a real good chance we're going to have a war with China, People pay attention to that. People go, wait, what? You say what? Kirby addressed it with the old Wolf Blitzer. Now, you know, we've addressed uh, the, the challenges coming out of China here for quite some time. It's uh, very plainly in our national security strategy. It's in the Pentagon's national defense strategy. They call it the pacing challenge. Uh, and we need to make sure that in every sphere of government, we can meet that challenge head on. The president believes that uh, that we are, should be in a competition with China and that should it, it should not devolve into conflict. And there's no reason for it to, Wolf. There's no reason for the bilateral relationship, the most consequential bilateral relationship in the world, to sort of erupt into some kind of conflict but we do believe and the president has made clear uh, that we are in a competition with china a competition that he believes the united states is well poised to win and i just bring that up because that's kind of like on any other day even with the pooter and all the other stuff that's kind of big news <laughs> we talk about it's climate change the struggle we've had the covid we've had all this stuff but i'm just pointing out that that feels like if i had a four-star general say and I have a feeling we're going to fight China. And a lot of that has to do, and, by, and when they talk about a year out from now, there's a big election that's getting ready to happen in Taiwan. If China doesn't influence that election, and it looks like they probably won't, what you're going to have is, instead of, of what you had in Hong Kong, which is just slowly but surely usurping all of their powers, and, and eliminating everything, what you'll have is a situation where they will be desperate. And that's why he says within two years, there's a good chance we'll be fighting with China. I just throw it out there because I find that to be a pretty damn big story. As far as big stories go. That's a pretty big story, kids. The thought of fight. I was, I was doing the math today. I'm like, oh, my God. Thank God my son's only... You know, getting ready to turn, you know, 13 and not turning, you know, 17 going on to 19. And who knows what could happen if that was the possibility. Although AI, but at that point in time might be running everything. So we don't know. We have no idea. But I'm just that's a pretty damn big story. That's like there's a that's it. I mean, you know, you've eliminated the 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 thought of us going to war with the pooter. We'll talk about him in a little bit, but. That's kind of a fairly large story when you talk about the two biggest powers on the planet squaring off potentially in 24 months. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Is your Twitter tweet at us, text the program. Uh, more people gone from the Memphis Police Department. Two words that 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 I want you guys to understand, you know, when we talk about this, and I'm gonna throw it out there in a second, but this is institutional control those are the words 
you mark my words, there's going to be a look into the institutional control of all the stuff that went down and has been going down for a while in the Memphis Police Department. Two more officers have been put on leave in the Tyree Nichols case. We're learning two more Memphis police officers were relieved of duty. One of them seen trying to tase Tyree Nichols. Preston Hemphill was present when police first encountered Nichols on January 7th, but not the second time when Nichols was tackled to the ground and beaten. Officer Hemphill, upon learning Nichols was found nearby, can be heard saying this. He was placed on administrative leave pending an investigation yeah and so people freaked out about that yesterday why why isn't this guy fired why didn't we know about it because he's a white guy well uh, because he's not been fired if you're fired they come out immediately and say something apparently if you're on administrative leave they're deciding if you're going to be fired or not so they don't bring it up apparently i don't know uh but we're going to find that out i mean that's that's what they're telling us but Institutional control. I said it. When you ever watch, uh, in, in particular, college basketball, and you ever see these guys who will come into a college and all of a sudden within, you know, within six months, that team goes from eh, to, hey, they're contending and they're going to the final four. And it happens. It follows around several of these these high profile coaches who can take something and you know that that is here and turn it from nothing to something but then you find out later on that that place they ran it wild they didn't care what happened it was about winning they were pouring money into it now that's all changed because money's everywhere in college sports but you would hear the words institutional control they didn't have institutional control meaning the top down knew there were things going on they turned a blind eye because at the end of the day all they cared about was winning what's my record are we getting guns off the street? Are we stopping crime? That's what they cared about. And they didn't care, apparently, through the scoping unit, how it happened. They were told, be aggressive. They were told to go after people and to, to not take no for an answer. They were told a lot of these things. And the hubris, I want you guys to think about this, the hubris of five police officers who were wearing body cameras and they have sky cop on a vast majority of the light poles throughout these neighborhoods. That is a, a camera that can look down into the street and see what's going on to think that all of that was going on. And they still felt comfortable enough to beat a human being to near death in which he died two and a half days later in a hospital and feel comfortable about it says to me, there's a lot more going on here than just these five there is because you can't say to yourself well sure we can do whatever we want nobody's gonna do anything to us they're terrified of us and you know you're gonna conspiracy theories Uh, somebody said he was sleeping with somebody's wife that's one of the ones one of the ones was it was a hit it was a hit that this guy, they were they were after this guy for a reason because they've become close with the gangs in that neighborhood and they were doing their bidding. I don't know if any of those are true. I doubt a conspiracy theory. We like conspiracy theories because it makes us also feel good like there's more to it than just that, right? Like the, just that, because conspiracy theories also make us feel good about 
all kinds of things, our mortality, being a human being, whatever it is, there, there's a certain portion of that that feels like, oh, okay, 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 right? It's like, how many times have you heard that somebody is, you know, you know, your age and dies suddenly? And you didn't know that. And you want to go, did they, were they hit by a car? Did they commit suicide? Because there's a mortality side of it. So, you know, the new thing is now, well, everybody's got the vaccine. And, and it's, it's because it makes you, it calms a bit of your mortality down. Well, if I didn't get the vaccine, then I'll be fine. Cause that's why these people died rather than maybe it was just genetic. Who knows? There are a lot of things that go into stuff, but this right here, you know, the conspiracies, because people don't want to know that cops could be bad. People want to know that cops are out there doing horrible things potentially. And, you know, this is the disclaimer you have to throw in with everything is, no, cops do a horrible job. And I'm not talking about a horrible job as in they're bad at their job. They do a horrible job throughout the day where they have to deal with the worst situations and the worst point in people's lives. And they have to try to do it in perfection. But when you allow a group of people to feel like that they can beat a human being to death, a la training day, where they're standing out there saying, I am King Kong, kind of feel to it, thinking, to me, you're doing that because you feel you've got protection from high above. High above. Absolutely. It's sad. It's sad. It's sad that we're in a position where we're talking about yet again another horrible incident. And there are going to be some serious questions asked by the feds. I can guarantee that. We are looking at everybody. The fact that we uh, did an indictment relatively quickly about towards the five officers that were actually present at that second scene and actually were involved in the beating of Tyree Nichols does not at all preclude us doing later charges uh, to other people later on. The DA there, they're looking at everybody for a reason. Do they know what's going on? How high does this go? Or was this just five officers that lost their mind? That's a tough thing to think, that there are five officers. And I know that there, you know, there's talks about, well, these were all, some of these were equity hires and they had lowered their standards. And, you know, uh, NBC did a huge uh, piece uh, three years ago. On the fact that Memphis was struggling for police officers to the point where they're not only giving big signing bonuses, they were also dropping the number of college credits you had to have down, dropping, you know, uh, several requirements from the physical side and everything down to even being able to get something signed off if you were a felon. Uh, all of those things because they were desperate for police officers. Uh, but just because you didn't go to college doesn't mean that your first instinct is, well, uh, I should be able to kill. I mean, that guy went to college, so he could be able to calm down. But no, no, that's the dumbest thing in the world. That's the dumbest thing in the world. No, there's questions that need to be answered, and they're not going to be answered in a, in a, in a, in a manner that is going to make people feel good like tomorrow. But would I be surprised if institutional control and the thought that these officers felt they could do anything, maybe come from people above who said, you know, go out and clean up these streets and star, was it Star Chamber it? If you've never seen that movie, it's a great movie. I'm surprised they haven't remade that movie. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program, a lot of stuff to get to. Jesus in the Super Bowl, we'll talk about that. Jesus is going to play in the Super Bowl? 
49ers could have used them. Maybe they'd be in the Super Bowl. Uh, some more on Ukraine. A lot of stuff. Is, is, is it finally over? Can we put the pandemic behind us? Maybe the money side of it is over. We'll talk a bit about that as well. Raycon, best earbuds around. You will love your Raycons from top to bottom. These things fit amazingly. The sound quality is second to none. And yes, I put them through the ringer. So they don't budge. So when I'm playing pickleball, when I'm playing golf, when I'm playing soccer, I wear my Raycons. I love it. Listen to my music, my podcast, whatever I'm listening to. Uh, it, it's just, it's it's great. And it's great to have something where I'm not pushing them back in all the time. It's also great to know that depending on what I'm doing, I can focus and hyper-concentrate on certain things because, well, I, I don't have to worry about them, uh, you know, again, falling out. But also, I can hyper-focus on this because I've got this 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 mode on that's isolating. I've got my awareness mode, so I can also check my surroundings. Half the price of other premium audio brands, eight hours of talk time, 32 hours of battery life. Get your Raycons now and save an extra 15%. They already start well under $100. Go to buyraycon.com slash chad. Buyraycon.com slash chad. Buyraycon.com slash chad. Chad Benson Show. to be free. I am not a terrorist. I am not Antifa. I am not a sex slave that wears masks. (gasps) Don't be a cutie pie. Probably sit around and cook some soups and eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. You're ruining my life, bud! You You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. The U.S. will avoid a recession and the global economy will be more resilient this year than many had feared. That is the headline from the IMF's predictions out overnight. While inflation continues to wear on consumers around the world, it appears the Fed's fight to tame it is helping and consumers are faring and weathering these higher interest rates, the more expensive credit card bills, without dramatically pulling back on spending. No. No way. Are you serious? We're not going to have a recession. We've been in a recession. It's really hard to tell. We're going to have that rolling recession. Here's something that'll put a damper into that uh, when it comes to certain things, including things like inflation. That's a big, you know, it's a big kick in the grundle to all of us who've got to put gas in the car. Continuing a month of upward movement in the past week, the Energy Department reports the price of regular unleaded went up seven cents to three forty-eight a gallon, twelve cents higher than what Americans were paying at this time last year. The Rocky Mountain region has seen the biggest jump, up eleven cents in the past week. The Gulf Coast has the cheapest gas at three thirteen a gallon. California has the most expensive, where the average price of regular unleaded is four thirty-six a gallon. Because they're insane. Insane. That's why it's all taxes, guys. Enjoy California. How's that going? Is it working out for you? It's just, is it is it working out for you? I, I don't. I don't. I, I don't. I don't think so. Nah, probably not. And they're probably taking all that money from the taxes that they've been collecting from the taxes before and spending it on other things that they shouldn't be spending it on. And the roads are still a nightmare. Producer Phil uh, out there in beautiful uh, Virginia area. What do you guys pay for gasoline? Three thirty three this morning. Three thirty-three. I paid three thirty-nine yesterday. I filled up because it's been going up. So I thought I should fill up now, uh, and then. But the place where I get off the freeway here in Phoenix, it's a Chevron. It's always higher than everybody else. They were at three ninety-six today, and so uh, gas prices going up. And four-dollar gas nationwide is that a possibility? And the new the new thing with it is. 
Well, it's not $5 gas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that That's your new thing? Well, it's not $5 gas. What do you think of apples that are those apples? 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. While all this is going on, Ukraine is still fighting. If uh, President Putin wins uh, in Ukraine... Uh, It will be a tragedy for the Ukrainians, but it will also send a very dangerous message uh, to authoritarian leaders uh, all over the world. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're not giving him F-16 like he wants, but they would love that. But it ain't going to happen, at least not anytime soon. Uh, So, you know, we've already given him we give him the tanks, the 31, and those are going to take forever to get there. And we're also going to, you know, make sure that the others are doing somewhat of their fair share in tank uh, lifting, if you will. But the the F-16s, at least at this point, are out of the picture. But who knows if it gets uglier, if it gets nastier, if it looks like he could spread his wings. Because if you think he's going to stop at Ukraine, well, you're fooling yourself, kids. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. All that matters, saith KJP. And I kind of said it at the top, the Biden-Harris administration is the most diverse in history. That is a fact. We expect to uh, we expect this trend to continue. Uh, the cabinet is majority people of color for the first time in history. The cabinet is majority female for the first time in history. The majority of White House senior staff identify as female. Forty percent of White House senior staff identify as part of racially diverse communities. A record six assistants to the president are openly LGBTQ. Yeah, look at that. Diverse. Never heard of the competent. Anybody competent. And also of our, if you think about of our 30,000, about 3,000 appointees, 58% female, 51% people of color, 6% disabled, 31% first-generation Americans, 17 uh, first-generation college grads, and 14%, uh, when I say 17% first-generation college grads, I forgot to add that percent. And I think that matters. It does, because diversity is the only thing that matters. We were talking about that off the air, and I'm like, no, that's not the only thing that matters. In fact, the only thing that matters is, is, is in, in life is when, it, when you're talking about a group of people is, is unity, right? If I have a chain, and my chain is really diverse, it's got a lot of different links to the chain. None of them fit together very well, and if you pull the chain, it falls apart easily, but it's neat looking. As opposed to my chain is united. My chain has a, a, a something that has united it together. And if you pull on it, it is not going anywhere. You're not breaking that. And I point that out because I've always said diversity is great when it's organic and real. 
when it's fake, when it's when it's number box check. Oh, check that box. Ha ha! That box is check. We got six percent people who are was it? Would you say disabled, handicapable? I don't. I don't even know what to say anymore. To not be offended by or offend somebody. Maybe I'm offended. Oh my lord! And this is oh this group here is fan. Are they good at their job? That should be the only thing that matters. Or am I wrong? Am I wrong? Is that is that a wrong? Because I know we've gotten away from meritocracies nowadays. We've gotten away from 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 the best gets the gig, and it's you know. And I'm all about look again. Diversity is fantastic. It's fantastic. Uh, but that being said, unity is more important than diversity. If you're united in a common goal, in a singular goal, you you watch what you can do as a group of people. If you're divided and everybody's unique in such a way and they're diverse in such a way, but they don't have anything in common and they're they're they you're just you're not going to get the same result. It just isn't going to happen. I know people are saying it's because you just hate diversity. I do not hate diversity. But I value the common goals and the common beliefs and the common ideals we have more than I do some fake BS. Diversity is the only thing that matters spiel. Oh, well, think about that. Mm-hmm. Hey, COVID, guys. You remember that? The evil that was COVID came here, destroyed, destroyed everything. Is it finally over? Can we put it behind us? Are we done? Is it finite? The national COVID economic and public health emergency will officially end this May 11th. It began in March three years ago. What that means to states is millions of Americans could be removed from pandemic-guaranteed Medicaid coverage if they no longer qualify in that state. The current continued emergency still does not impose mask or vaccine mandates, and it doesn't restrict school or business operations. Translation. Throwing this out there, kids. Get the money while the getting is good. We're announcing it now that COVID, we're winding it down. The trough, the teat, oh, of the dollar bills is going to be going away. So we've got to roll it out to you because you got to figure out what you like, what you don't like, what you want to keep, what you can't keep. How are we going to do this? Because that paycheckola may be disappearing. The administration is very deliberately announcing the end of the emergencies pretty far in advance, hoping to soften the blow by giving all of these impacted systems and bureaucracies under the public health emergency and the national emergency a chance to maybe hold on to things that exist because of those emergencies that they don't want to lose or to get ready to lose those things in a smoother way. You're going to lose all this stuff. How can you make it smoother? It's the money side of stuff. It's the money side. It's so, because you get more money for certain things. You get more money for, for, you know, for certain pay. Did you guys know that? Hospitals have gotten used to a higher rate for Medicare patients during the emergency or been allowed to exceed bed capacity during these huge surges that we've seen and fit in way more patients. Wow. That's a... Uh... That's that's interesting. That's that's an interesting thing. Did you did you everybody you got more money for that? Yeah, we got more money for that. Oh, so the so so if somebody came in and they broke their ankle 
but they also had COVID. What are you going to put on there? But they're going to have to be in here because you're going to have to have surgery. But now they've tested positive for COVID. So, well, which one's paying more? Uh, no, the people wouldn't do that. No. No way. Oh, they would, kids. They would. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. Did you guys know Jesus will be at the Super Bowl? What? That's right. Have you seen some of the commercials? He gets us, are the commercials, and they're spending dollar bills to be at the Super Bowl. There was this controversial figure. Everywhere he went, people challenged him. The message is stark, arresting, and backed by $100 million. That's how much organizers say is behind this campaign to market Jesus as a patient, loving, inclusive cure for our divisive times. With the tagline, he gets us. Jason Vanderground. We're trying to unify the American people around the confounding love and forgiveness of Jesus. The campaign website is filled with phrases saying, Jesus called out the toxic religious and political systems, led the protest against the walls that divide us, and broke the chains that held women in bondage. Merchandise declares Jesus was a refugee and an immigrant. At first blush, it can all read like a stand against radical right-wing politics and related divisiveness. But the campaign pointedly says this is not an attack on anyone. It is an outreach to young Americans whom polls show are abandoning Christianity and other faiths at a historic pace. Yeah, uh, the numbers are tremendous. Youth, the youths of America, are not going to church. The Gen Xers, eh, they maybe went to church, not so much now. They may believe in God, but not like the boomers, and certainly not like going to the church like the boomers did. And their parents, the the greatest generation, they uh, obviously were extremely religious. The youngsters aren't going. So they've got this new thing, right, this new, like, he gets us. And I don't, you know, I mean, here's the thing. CNN goes out and does this thing. So what is it? What's this all about? What is it? There's a lot of things that go into why. But, you know, for a younger generation, religion is hypocrisy. It's boring. It is not inclusive. It's all of the things that this younger generation, uh, you know, can't stand. A lot of times when people look at Christianity, they see it as much more uh, unfortunate, uh, hypocritical, judgmental, kind of discriminatory. Add the fact that He Gets Us is funded by anonymous donors acting through a Kansas nonprofit linked to staunchly conservative causes, and it raises alarms for some skeptics, such as Chrissy Stroop, a former evangelical who now reports on religion. Now, I'm going to say this about Chrissy, and I'm not trying to be mean. <clears throat> Chrissy is uh, uh, not a fan of religion anymore and is, you know, kind of out there and CNN's like breaking this down like these guys have a nefarious thing. How dare you teach a person who is Jews is Jesus fellow? What's up? Somebody did he even exist. Like even people who are like staunch atheists are like, yeah, you dumbass. He exists. It's everywhere. They've got they've got eyewitness accounts to go back. I mean, come on. But. She's not a fan of oh, the religion, uh, and uh, there's probably a reason for that. We'll get to it. I believe the He Gets Us campaign. And you can probably hear in the voice the reason. 
I believe the He Gets Us campaign is a uh, PR effort and, and website uh, strategically developed by right-wing evangelicals to uh, rope people in with inclusive-sounding messaging and get them plugged into local churches that will uh, eventually teach them that to be a Christian means to support right-wing politics. Oh, is that what it is? There, there. Because they don't like, you know... The trans issue, which is always the big thing we talk on Woke Wednesdays about, oh, it's, it's a trans issue. It's, trans. It, it's it, that's how that's how she's taking it and, and coming at this. And of course, CNN is spin it this way. Or do they support right wing causes? Well, yeah, they're going to be more conservative. That's that's what it is. Oh, so they don't like LGBT people. I was like, people say Jesus, Jesus didn't dislike anybody. Didn't like sin, by the way. Didn't like sin. So if you're an alcoholic, a thief, an adulterer, a wife beater, a, you know, a violent and all the things that you could think didn't like that. But people focus on that, right? You know, they, they because there's a political there's no politics and like the, the uh, people who are alcoholics, they don't have <laughs> a group of people that support them. That's saying, if you don't like my lifestyle or if you don't like this, they, they don't have that. It's sin. And we're all sinners in the eyes of the Lord. But it's just interesting the way that they kind of played this thing out, the way they made it look. It's like, oh, there's some nefariousness. Maybe, maybe this is somebody who's just trying to say, look, we got a lot of money. Let's spend some money on the Super Bowl. He gets us. Here's the message. Right? Religious people in a lot of ways. Yeah, they're not very good. They're judgmental, and they kind of suck. This guy, Jesus, he didn't. He wasn't here to judge you and be judgmental. Quite the opposite. So the world will judge you. I'm going to come here, and I'm going to do this. And so, but it's funny the way that they portray it. But they're spending, they're going to buy two ads at, I think, $7 million apiece. It's $14 million, and they got $100 million in the bank. Because you can go uh, online and look. They give out grants to a lot of different places. Uh, and they've got, according to Charity Navigator, they've got 100% for whatever that means. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Uh, very interesting what a PA announcer said in Wisconsin, you know. Talk about that. But first, Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Go to Rough Greens right now. Get yourself a free bag of Rough Greens. If you love your animals like I love my animals, it's got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all this incredible stuff that is just awesome. Power-packed in this little, like, it comes in this bag, and you just sprinkle it on. You just take a little pinch, just sprinkle it on top of your dog's food. They're going to love the flavor and what it's going to do for your dog's food and what it's going to do for the health is incredible. It's helped my older dog, as you guys know, Doodle, but it's also my mother's dog. She's got big dogs, and they struggled with allergies. They had no allergy issues this year. Try it for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. If you love your animals like I love my animals, this is what I give them. You will see a difference. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Do what you know how to do, because when you do what you do, 
what you know how to do. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. And then they passed us a baton. And the question is, what will we do with the time we carry the baton? You either smoking something or you just dumb as hell. Who doesn't love a yellow school bus? What? Oh my God. Get your ass on that school bus and go home. Meep, meep. I call myself a joyful warrior. The Chad Benson Show. Controversy! The Academy says its review of the campaign procedures during the nomination process is to ensure that no guidelines were violated and to inform us whether changes to the guidelines may be needed in a new era of social media and digital communication. The statement did not mention Riseborough or To Leslie, but just days before Academy members began voting on the nominees, there was a sudden surge of A-listers' support, with stars including Charlize Theron, Edward Norton, and Gwyneth Paltrow hosting screenings of the film. Paltrow later saying Riseborough deserves to win every award there is and all the ones that haven't been invented yet. Yeah, so this uh, lady who is in this uh, movie called Two Leslie, which has made a whopping $27,000, apparently her performance is uh, amazing. She plays an alcoholic Texan who wins the lottery and then goes bankrupt. Already sounds exciting. <laughs> it's the musical, and I think you guys are going to like it. And uh, everybody's like, they, you know, there was all this stuff and all this publicity. And it's like, this is all you people do. This is all you people do. And this is, and for those of you who don't know how this works in the Academy of Kiss Ass, is what it should be called, is because I got a couple buddies who belong to the Academy. So they'll send me movies every once in a while back in the day when they used to have DVDs. And they would get these big things in the mail and be like, for your consideration. And it would have all the, you know, like these goodies and stuff it's it is so now they're gonna go after this lady i'm like oh wow it's an award show for god's sakes is it because she's she played a texan even though she's a brit can you do that are you allowed to do that i don't know if you're allowed to do that speaking of controversy listen closely this is a pa announcer in wisconsin you know at a basketball game for the high school I want to take this opportunity to remind all fans, and I should have done this a lot earlier, shut up. The WIAA is always looking for officials, and since you do such a good job from the stands, down more, wear a striped shirt, and do it yourselves. What he said was, hey, you parents in the crowd, shut up. And since you do such a great job of being officials, why don't you come down, put on a striped shirt, and ref the game if you're that good? Because we're always looking for officials. It's horrible. Coaching and uh, the officiating is, is the next place where they, the, you know, the parents have to really clamp it down because coaching nowadays you know it's gotten a lot better i say that but our world cup team was hit with controversy when one player wasn't played who should have been arguably our best player and his mom and dad then outed the coach to the united states soccer federation over the fact that before his wife and them were married, when he was 18 or 19, they got into a fight and the police came. And they secretly set stuff 
to the United States Soccer Federation because they weren't playing his kid. <laughs> You're like, are you kidding me? Yes. So maybe it never ends. But I wouldn't want to be official in high school sport, any of this stuff. The insanity that goes on anymore. Parents are insane. I will, I'm happy to report this. I am not. I want Jack to try hard. I want his team to try hard. Put out an effort. Play. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. Uh, you know, as you get more serious. And eventually, if you get to the point where somebody pays to go see you play, we'll yell at the referee all day long. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Oh, here we are at the European Skating Championships. What a gorgeous night. And here comes diversity on the ice. That's right. Uh, she used to be a he and is skating here. Mina Maria Akatien. Or Akatien. Skating in circles. Oh, just did a little back summer, Bobber. There she goes. She goes. Oh, oh, she's down. Her balls are out. She's trying to get up. Stop doing a good job. She's trying. She's trying. She's trying. Other ice skaters who have seen the ice before are skating around her. Here comes the Finnish lady to help her up. <laughs> now she's given the lady a flag. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll post that. It is, uh, I felt bad. So they've, they've promised more diversity. Atu Wonheimo, uh, the executive director of the Finnish Figure Skating Association and secretary general of the ISU European Figure Skating Championship, had promised representation of skaters from all backgrounds and abilities in the opening ceremonies. <laughs> could you at least get somebody who could skate? That's <laughs> all they're asking. Well, all abilities. It's not fair. I felt bad watching. It's hard not to laugh. Right? If this was me, I would expect you got you better laugh at me. And I'd be like, who told me this was a good idea? <laughs> I love the, uh, the, the Newsweek says, trans figure skater makes history, then slips on the ice. <laughs> She's the uh, world's first transgender national figure skater who also happens to be the worst figure skater of all time who doesn't know about figure skating. Mina Maria Atikantin, Antikian, yeah, I guess that's it, said it was her childhood dream to represent her country on the ice, having never once skated. It's Finland. Everybody skates. She slipped. She said she was unable to get back on her feet when one of her teammates came over to rescue her, somebody who had actually learned how to skate before. Uh, <laughs> it's been viewed seven million times. <laughs> Oh my God! This is the race to the worst, kids. This is what it looks like. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter tweet. <laughs> Text the program diversity. Just because it's diversity doesn't mean it has to be the worstity. 
How's that? I'm sure in Finland, and by the way, she's 59 years old. At 59, if you're a trans person, you're pretty much, and she's a farmer, you're kind of sold on the thing. This isn't a 21-year-old who's gone through humanities and struggled at school and all these kind of things. No, this is a person who is, who's, who's made a serious decision not based on peer pressure. But there was nobody else. Like there wasn't a female figure skater that's now a male figure skater. And you're like, they were actually a figure skater. They wanted to show differing abilities, including the ability to not skate. (laughs) 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Kudos to her for giving it the effort. I think we need every once in a while to have a laugh. And like I said, it's been viewed 7 million times and will be viewed a lot more, I'm sure. Kudos for the effort. Hilarity. Thank you so very much for a time when we need brevity, because let's be real, in today's world, it's just all about violence and hate. And it's not really, but you would make the think that's the only thing that's out there. And of course, we're still talking about took place in Memphis, which was awful. There's no doubt about that. I want my son to be remembered as a beacon of light. Tyree, when he got around other people, he just touched everyone. I'll say this. There's no one. There's not a perfect person. But my son was damn near perfect. He was just a beautiful person and that his legacy will be changed. I hope so. That's his mom speaking there. His brother was on today on CNN and said, look, his brother lives in Sacramento's older brother said that he goes, I'm 99.9% sure my brother's never been in a fight in his life. And that if he was there, he goes, they would have had to have killed him. They didn't have to do that to his brother. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. And the questions remain about, to me, the bigger questions is, was there institutional control? Did this situation here get an A-OK when it came to the people at the top, the powers that be? Not this level of violence that ended up in a man losing his life, but across the board with the Scorpion group or whatever they were called, the Scorpion unit, was there that sense like the Rampart Division in Southern California in, in the, the 90s where they had gotten to the point where it was very much like training day. They were running wild. They were able to do whatever they want with impunity. Never worried. You had five officers who have cameras on them. There are cameras everywhere in parts of that city, including on most of the light poles, what they call Sky Cop. So, which is another weird thing, but... In a high crime area, they have those, and you felt you could do this with zero fear. This wasn't a, a, a situation where, you know, can things cross a line in a sense that you're fighting with another human being and maybe, you know, it's it's a fight for life or death and it, it goes too far. Like that guy a couple weeks ago wrestled the gun away from the old guy. There might have been some people that were wrestling the gun, and once they got it, they shot it a heightened sense of, of fear and protection. No, this was, you were doing something and you were high-fiving and laughing afterwards. 
And it felt like when you watch the video, and God, don't watch it if you haven't seen it, that they weren't worried. They weren't worried at all. Still have no idea why they pulled him over. Tags, right? You know, tickets, warrants, because this group was put together to be aggressive in getting guns off the street, making felony arrests, and 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 getting trying to get drugs off the streets. <clears throat> They'd arrested some 330 felons. They had gotten drugs off the streets somewhat. They had gotten some guns off the street, but it felt like they had become a bigger issue. But the, the just the thought process when I when I say institutional control from top down. If you feel that you can get away with something because you know you're protected. You're going to do it. You're going to do it. I mean, if you feel that, hey, I can, you know, do anything I want. I'm protected. If I don't want to do this, I don't have to do this. Nobody's going to get rid of me. I, I, I've got this, this protection around me. And that, to me, is what I felt was going on. Absolutely. More people are now getting punished and their investigation is growing. Two more officers have been put on leave in the Tyree Nichols case. We're learning two more Memphis police officers were relieved of duty. One of them seen trying to tase Tyree Nichols. Preston Hemphill was present when police first encountered Nichols on January 7th, but not the second time when Nichols was tackled to the ground and beaten. Officer Hemphill, upon learning Nichols was found nearby, can be heard saying this. He was placed on administrative leave pending an investigation. And people are asking, why is it that this guy wasn't fired and and we knew about him immediately? It's because they're doing an investigation and this investigation is going to continue and it's not going to be over. And that's why I keep saying they're going to the feds are going to come in. Go back to Katrina. One of the reasons Katrina went south the way it did is because anytime the feds wanted to come in and anytime people wanted to throw money in New Orleans and, and, and several of these other places, they they were pushed aside and the reason was because corruption was everywhere and it was easy to be able to get away with it when you're kind of controlling everything but if you have an outside element come in and look around you find out and you watch there's going to be a federal investigation especially because of this unit and the investigation at the local level still gone going we are looking at everybody the fact that we uh, did an indictment relatively quickly about towards the five officers that were actually present at that second scene and actually were involved in the beating of Tyree Nichols does not at all preclude us doing later charges uh, to other people later on. Yeah. And I'm sure there will be more charges coming. Uh, and, you know, you know, I've heard, you know, there, there's, well, today it's the, oh, it's this, this whole thing about this, uh, uh, <clears throat> this, there was diversity hires. I've heard all kinds of stuff. Just because, let's just say there was a diversity hire. Because they did lower the standards. Because they were desperate to get police officers. That being said, uh, just because, you know what, we, we added more people of color, or we added more LGBT, or we added more people without a college degree, does that mean you're adding people that are just, we, we, we added more people, and uh, these people aren't very sharp, so they may kill at any moment. No! It's the dumbest thing in the world. 
It's the dumbest thing in the world. But when people, and that's where people, you know, on the right and left are going to battle over race or this, that, and the other. I go back to institutional control. They felt like they were training day. I bet you we're going to find out a lot more in the coming days, weeks, and months that went on with this inside of there and for the time that it went on that are going to make people go, whoa. Go back to training day, that movie. Remember that? That's that's damn, that movie is great. Scary. Wouldn't be the first organization within the 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 police brotherhood and sisterhood to be running around feeling like they could do anything with zero feel fear of repercussions. And that makes all cops look bad, which is ridiculous. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. A lot of stuff still to get it to uh, talk about uh, the number one worry amongst all of you folks out there. Yeah, we'll talk a bit about that and a bunch of other stuff. A little what's trending straight ahead indeed. My pillow right now is the Giza Dream Sheets on sale. So start your New Year sleeping better. Sliding into the most comfortable sheets you're ever going to own. Guaranteed world best cotton. Grown in one region in the Sahara Desert between the Mediterranean Sea and the Nile River. It's a long staple cotton. That's what it's called. It's ultra soft, super breathable, tons of colors and styles to choose from. Sheen washable, six-day money-back guarantee. One year, limited warranty. I've got them on all my beds. So this year, here it is, 2023. Get a better sleep. Sleep comfortable. Sleep more cool. Plus, take uh, the opportunity to look at all the other deep discounts at MyPillow.com slash Benson. That's MyPillow.com slash Benson. That includes bedding products, blankets, pillows, comforters, and the Giza Dream uh, bed sheets for as low as $29.98 while quantities last. Stock up now. Go to MyPillow.com. Use that promo code Benson to start your New Year's off in a slumbery, very nice way. MyPillow.com slash Benson. MyPillow.com slash Benson. The Chad Benson Show. Welcome to Tribal Free Radio. Information over affirmation. Facts over fiction. It's ridiculous, and I want you to know that. You call it ridiculous, we call it reality. That's a crock. Real over fake. God help us. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. The Chad Benson Show. Fighting truth decay the American way. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Einstein, James Dean, Davy Crockett, Peter Pan, Elvis Presley, Disneyland, Princess Grace, Katie Grace, Trouble in the Suez. Norway, Oman, Pakistan, Qatar, Russia, Suriname. Liam, Matt, Brash, Nap, Lenny, Bush, and Lester Banks, birthday party, cheesecake, jelly, beef, boom. What's trending? Yeah! So I'm going to see, uh... What's trending? George Santos is stepping down from some of his, uh, I guess they gave him some committee deals. He was like, why did they do that? Because that's your job. But he's stepping down because he says, look, I have already, I created these committees. I don't really need to be on it. <laughs> that guy is, you got to admit, right? Like we were just talking about the trans skater earlier who didn't know how to ice skate, but they rolled her out there anyways because they thought this will be good. It's about inclusion only to watch her fall on her ass. You can see it. It's on our Twitter. The hubris of people to believe that that's okay is the same kind of stuff that this guy is. He, did you, the fact that you show your face there is amazing. 
Uh, what is your goal? Is your end goal to... It's got to be the benefits, right? Like, could you go to them and say, look, all right, what do I have to do to get the bennies to cover me for life and get my fat pension? You tell me that and I'll leave today. You know, I created benefits. <laughs> you guys know that? You didn't know that? Yeah, there was no such thing as benefits or insurance until I came along. Joey Zuzu put, Duh. Other thing on Twitter, Pro Bowl, that's tomorrow night. Uh, or is it Thursday? Was it Wednesday, Thursday, where they do all the stuff. It's all, I, I can't even believe they still do this, but it's different. There's no tackling this year. There's a flag football game. Then there's going to be things like the longest drive contest, and they're going to have, you know, like a skills competition. Uh, they're, they're doing that, uh, you know, so it's uh, very interesting there. Uh, deadline day, National Hot Chocolate Day. Oh, very nice. Very nice. I love God is trending. How dare you? Say something like that on the that 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 the Twitter Boeing seven forty seven another selling planes and doing stuff. Saw that earlier today. They're trying to be was it the queen of the skies? Head on over to uh, uh, Google. Cindy Williams passed away yesterday. Star Laverne Shirley. She died at age seventy five, same age as Penny Marshall. Ice storm warned the Arctic blast is coming through. Saw that. Going to cancel a lot of flights. Already a 1,000 flights been canceled today. Wednesday, Adams. Lisa Loring passed away at age 64 of a stroke. More on the Bengals' uh, anger towards Joseph uh, Asai, who was the guy who hit Mahomes out of bounds, gave him that extra 15 yards. People are not happy about uh, him. It's a tough thing, man. It's like, you got to go. Do I? Should I? Can I go somewhere else? Do I have to fly home? And Groundhog Day. Trending. And tomorrow, of course, is uh, the start of Black History Month as well. That's also trending on the old interwebs of Google and Twitter. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. What are you most concerned about? We'll talk about the new Gallup poll straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Bleak, frightening. All of the things is this new poll. Look, it's not a secret that Americans are losing confidence in their institutions, including the police and their political leaders in general. In fact, our new NBC News poll that's out this morning paints a picture of a deeply pessimistic country, distrustful of government in general. Totally. With an overall outlook that is historically bleak. Asked to describe where America is headed in the next year, more than two thirds use negative words and phrases, downhill, wrong track, disaster, the hard times and uncertainty. both sides of the aisle. Full 71 percent of Americans say the nation is on the wrong track. Is that true? That's the NBC poll. Here's the Gallup poll and what people are worried about. Number one thing is government, both Republicans and Democrats 
say government. Inflation number two. Immigration is tied with inflation for the Republicans. Uh, Economy in general is up there for both. Number two for the Dems and number four for the Republicans. Uh, Moral, ethical, family decline, six for the Republicans, two for the Democrats. And you can go on. By the way, environment, zero for the Republicans because they're evil. Gap between rich and poor, zero worry for the Republicans, but only 4% for the Democrats. Environment's only 6%. Race relations, unifying the uh, country, the economy, uh, inflation, and government were much larger than the evil, horrible, bad stuff that could happen because of climate change. But it also talks about the fact that people are not confident about the government, where they're going, the overall job market. People feel somewhat comfortable. We got news today that as far as the recession side of things, should we be terrified of it? Yes, no, maybe. The U.S. will avoid a recession and the global economy will be more resilient this year than many had feared. That is the headline from the IMF's predictions out overnight. While inflation continues to wear on consumers around the world, it appears the Fed's fight to tame it is helping and consumers are fearing and weathering these higher interest rates, the more expensive credit card bills without dramatic pulling back on spending yeah now all that being said uh part of the reason that 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 happened is because europe overnight came out and said wow we fared better than china and the united states people aren't as worried that this thing's going to help we still think we're gonna have some issues and we've talked about the rolling recession where you're gonna have parts of said economy that are going to be okay right partly because they never recovered so there's still massive opportunity Parts of the economy see the tech world. They recovered and then some because they didn't really go down. They adapted rather quickly and then they thought the economy and the 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 new way that we were going to work and do a lot of the stuff we're doing, they thought, hey, this is where everything's going. So they went out and they hired and they overhired. And they grew rather rapidly in areas where they're like, ah, no, this is negative. So they pulled back. And so what you're seeing now is that portion of the economy that is cutting back. And I'm going to say this right now. I, I, I cannot emphasize this enough. Chat GPT is the beginning of something that is revolutionizing things in ways we could not believe. And this is not an understatement. The wheel. Fire. Combustible engines. The internet. The iPhone. ChatGPT has a chance to be all of those things and more. That is how powerful this thing is. That is how strong this thing is going to be to us and our economy, to the growth in the technical world, to things that we can't even imagine. And at the same time, frightening because it can put people out of work rather fast. And, I, you know, it's, I, I talk about it, and I've talked about it for a while. I've talked about it. We're going to get an expert on the show here in the next couple of days 
to talk about uh, the the whole chat GPT and and the just just, you know, there is a war going on in Silicon Valley right now for programmers of and 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 this a battle like you could not believe. When it comes to AI and. They're spending billions of dollars trying to be it, be the one. Google's terrified. ChatGPT could put Google out of business. Think about that for a second. Render it virtually useless within 12, 24 months. If they don't get a handle on it and figure out how to combat it and come up with their own. I don't just want a search engine anymore. I want something that's going to talk to me. I want suggestions. I want a pow. This is going to revolutionize things that we, like I, I, I said the wheel, people laughed at me. I'm like, keep laughing. You know, I'm laughing anymore. That's, that's where this is going. That's the power of this. Sure, we're going to need plumbers because AI is not plumbing. Right? They're not building houses. But the thought process of what they're going to be able to do, both in the medical field, in the world of many different things, is going to be unlimited. And it's also going to scare people. As it should. It's terrifying and exciting. But when I around here and around a lot of places, I don't think, well, I just don't get it. So it can't be that. No, it is that big. It is that it's going to be that powerful. It's going to be that strong. And, you know, they're talking about there's an ethics arms race going on right now. Social media, right? 20 plus years ago. Uh, everybody was rushing to come to market, which was going to be first. And, and, you know, and, you know, and. You, when you brought it to market, it wasn't always perfect. But you go, we'll work it out later because we need to be there. But there was, uh, you know, I mean, they had the Twitter bot. Microsoft had their thing, you know. And remember that one? That one, <laughs> it, 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 it got to the point where people were just going on to see if they could get it to do racist stuff. And that did not work. This is something, though, that is... They, they decided when they released this, they're like, okay, we're, because they had got to the point, uh, open AI, that like, we're struggling with this. We don't know what we can do with it anymore. So it was a last gasp. Let's just kind of toss it out there and see what happens. They didn't realize how fast it would change everything. And it has. It's changed everything like that. Like, it's going to change how you're doing business. Some of you listening right this second. How you're doing business today in six to 12 months will be drastically changed. Like 100%. And for some of you, it's terrifying. And yeah, that you, you should be. And for others of you who are like, I don't really get it. You watch what happens and how this is going to benefit you. It's it's nuts. And think about this if you're an engineer. You know, stuff that used to take you a long time to do may take you hours. Stuff that would take you months and potentially a year to, you know, they're going to have, it'll be snap, done. 
And then you go back and you edit and you check and you double check and stuff. But that's where this thing is going. It is insane. It really is. So while people are down on the world and down on this and they, oh, everything's, <clears throat> I don't look at it like that. I look at it like this is the most amazing opportunity in time of our lives and we should jump at it. And the stuff that's going to be coming from it is going to be scary at times and it's going to be tremendous at other times. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things, soon to be your chat GPT. We're going to do a Chad GPT. So you guys ask me questions, and then I give you nonsensical answers, which is kind of what we do here. Hey, here's something not nonsensical, something amazing. My buddies over at Boar Capital, they're ready to help you. If you're heading into retirement, are you positioned right? Have you just kind of let everything flow, but you haven't adjusted? Maybe you need to talk to them. If you're just starting to get into savings and looking, do you even know what you're doing? Maybe you need to talk to them. Talk to my buddy, Zach Abraham, chief investment officer over there at, uh, to me, just the best place around when it comes to the financial side of things. They're going to show you everything that they do and how they're so much different than everybody else. They've got a podcast that's great. It's called Know Your Risk Radio, K-N-O-W, Your Risk Radio. You go there, knowyourriskradio.com. See what they do, but also just check them out across the board by going to Know Your Risk Radio. They're going to show you all the things they do. They're very open with what it is they do, their strategies, how they protect your downside, give you upside potential. Go to knowyourriskradio.com right now to see how Bulwark Capital's management strategy can help protect your retirement, help set you up for retirement, and grow your money into wealth. Go to knowyourriskradio.com right now, knowyourriskradio.com. It's simple and easy. They're going to treat you great. Tell them I sent you, knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advisory services offered through Trek Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. What's going on at the Dallas Zoo? I'm going to ask you that question right now, people. What is happening at the Dallas Zoo? You know who you are. People trying to steal things. (laughs) You're letting animals out, which seems hilarious. But I'm going to give you the downside of letting animals out because that is just not a good thing. Because people are stupid. When you put animals and human beings together... You're going to find out that maybe that doesn't always mix the way you think it's going to do. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter, your Instagram. Grab the podcast as well. Chad Benson Show. Welcome to the Chad Autonomous Zone. Woo! Bipolar. There's a lot of things that I love about Hitler. No. Bipartisan. Don't abandon. Don't censor. Engage. Yes. The Chad Benson Show, where free speech and uncensored thought run wild. That's crazy. Dallas police and zoo officials investigating a mysterious string of break-ins and animal escapes after employees found more animals missing early Monday. In response, the Dallas Zoo is now stepping up security and limiting access to some of the animal enclosures overnight. Stop stealing the animals. They stole some tamarins, apparently. Uh, who is it? Is it an inside job? Is it? Is it an inside gig? Somebody in there going, these animals are being mistreated and they're just stealing them. Then what are you going to do with them? Just out of curiosity, are you going to release some of these to the wild? (laughs) I think that that's going to work. 
let's just say for the sake of argument, you're a person who loves animals and you think they should all be free. So you're able to run through the zoo and open up all of the cages and set them free. What do you think happens to those animals? Just curious about that. Many of them are captive bred. They wouldn't know what to do and how to do it or where to go to do it. And if they did leave for a little while, most likely they'd head back to their own little area because it's what they know. Secondly, some of them are dangerous. So what do you think would happen? We're just going to let them roam the streets? Oh, yeah, I never thought of that. You never do think of that. I'm just saying, kids. I'm just saying. Hey, did you guys know about the, the time of the year it is? It's that time of the year. You know, the seasons are changing. I think Groundhog Day's coming up soon. We've really got a lot of stuff going on. It's also burrito season. Chipotle investing heavily in labor this morning out with that announcement of hiring 15,000 workers ahead of its busy season or what it calls its burrito season from the months of March to May. Now, it's important to confirm here that those new hires will be kept on beyond just the busy season. They're calling this what it calls a hiring campaign called Pull Back the Foil. It features employees who have rose in the ranks from crew members to managers. Now, in 2022, 90% of crew members or rather managerial roles were internal promotion. You ready for that? It's I had no idea it was because for me living in first California and then in Texas and now in Phoenix and Arizona, it is always burrito season. <laughs> there is never not burrito season. You know what I had Sunday night for dinner? A burrito. You know what I had last night? My wife was on the way home. She took the kids out yesterday. And they had to do a bunch of stuff and they went and they did some shopping and they had just like a good, you know, mommy daughter day. And on the way home, my wife's like, I'm tired. I'm like, well, just get food. Guess what I had last night? A burrito. (laughs) It is always burrito season, but they're going to be hiring. So they're going to be pulling back the foil to show you the amazing stuff that you can do at Chipotle. I like Chipotle. Mm, I do. I get the same thing every time I go there. The same thing, and I love it, and I love their hot sauce. Speaking of fast food, California. This comes as Chipotle has aggressive growth plans. It plans to open 7,000 locations in North America. In 2023 alone, it plans to open 255 to 285 new restaurants. And this comes as voters in California are set to decide on a new law that could come with some changes. That's right. It's called the FAST Act. And as of Tuesday, the California State Secretary announced that it's going to be on the 2024 state election ballot. This would form a 10-person committee that would ultimately be able to weigh in on minimum wage standards, health and safety protocols, time off policies, and more things that have to do with labor and wage um, for fast food workers. Uh, Translation. Uh, bureaucracy that is going to roll into California. And when it does, there's going to be a, a, a non-elected group of people who are the most dangerous people in government who are going to be able to decide all kinds of things for your business and make it untenable for you to do your business there. And in doing so, you just say, I no longer want to do business here. But the good news is those people are out of a job. And by that, I mean the employees that you were going to hire or you did have hired because, well, you know, their job is to make it seem like everything's more fairer when in reality it's not. Unelected bureaucrats are dangerous. But some opposition here. Um, of course, CEOs not liking this, but unionization efforts and union groups, certainly advocates for this as they're always looking to improve labor and wage conditions here. 
but C-suites talking against it. The latest announcement comes from McDonald's, who spoke out on the Fast Recovery Act, saying that in part an unelected council of political insiders, not local business owners, and their teams will make big decisions about crucial elements of running a business, fracturing the economy in the process. Yeah, and it's something to pay attention to because think about this. California is run by the unions, whether it's the teachers unions, the, the, the guard union, you name it. It is run by the unions, the unions in bed with the politicians, the politicians in bed with the unions, the cronies all together. So they're going to make decisions based on your business. And once again, showing that California is not really about the friendliness and climate of business. And, and look at the people that are leaving California. California is it's it's a weird situation in California where a small group of people pay a vast majority of the taxes in California and they're slowly but surely and now it's starting to pick up leaving and going elsewhere where they feel that they're wanted a little bit more and treated not so much as a piggy bank and as evil at the same time. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram. If you miss any of the fine programs, shame on you. But make sure you grab the podcast. You can do that whenever podcasts are available at the podcast places. You know what I'm talking about. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. I'll tell you this, watching the news this morning, you know, I get in, I watch the news on top of the fact that I'm researching more stories, maybe some new stuff. It's all about doom and gloom. That's all that's 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 doomy and gloomy. It's so it's like protest everywhere. This happened. This is awful. The world's coming to an end. And we'll touch on that a little bit later. These scaremongers uh, are, are heavy in business. The new the new thing here is this. The new thing. It is because it sells, right? It's such a big seller. I am not doom and gloom. I'm not a doom and gloom guy. Very much a uh, optimistic character. I'm very real in my optimism. But I also understand that uh, the world's not coming to an end, right? It's, I love when they say, it's over. There's nothing we can do. The new one now is, well, science and study have come out. And they've said that uh, based on the newest and latest modeling, we've decided. Who are we? The world's decided. No, no, no. Who are we? Is this a consensus? Is this is this 100 percent certain nothing we can do to alter or change? This is it. It's over. The world's coming to an end. Well, the world's not coming to an end. I'm just, well, no, tell me. Because depending on who, you know, here's something for all the stuff that we talked about the other day, yesterday, Memphis, as we should. We'll touch on a little bit. Friday, something just kind of flew by the radar that nobody paid attention to when you got a four-star general coming out saying, yeah, it's the 2023, two years from now, we're going to be in a war with China. Excuse me? Like, what do you mean a war with China? Like a war. He's telling his Air Force, all of his people, be ready. This is coming. Uh, you've got to say and and predict these things. That's what you do. You, you have a plan. 
so you don't fail. If you don't have a plan, plan to fail. But you've got a four-star general just kind of memo comes out, hey, uh, we're going to be at a war with China probably in two years based on some stuff, uh, 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 you know, and quietly nobody talked about that. Obviously the big story with what was going on in Memphis. But let's just step back for a second and say, wait a minute, did you just say war with China? That's a big deal. That's a huge deal if you're predicting we're going to a war with China. Kind of quietly, nobody said anything. Now, you know, we've addressed uh, the, the challenges coming out of China here for quite some time. It's uh, very plainly in our national security strategy. It's in the Pentagon's national defense strategy. They call it the pacing challenge. Uh, and we need to make sure that in every sphere of government, we can meet that challenge head on. The president believes that uh, that we are, should be in a competition with China and that should it, it should not devolve into conflict. And there's no reason for it to, Wolf. There's no reason for the bilateral relationship, the most consequential bilateral relationship in the world, to sort of erupt into some kind of conflict. But we do believe, and the president has made clear, uh, that we are in a competition with China, a competition that he believes the United States is well poised to win. Well, we'll see. I mean, it that just but quietly under the radar, that kind of, we're going to war with China. It was what? 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 Yeah. Just, eh, nobody said anything. Just, just got to be a war with China. I'm just letting you guys know. It's a possibility that may happen. It's a war with China. Just like, But we got other stuff to talk about. And, uh, you know, this new study out says the world's coming to an end thanks to climate change, which is always I I, I was watching uh, Jordan Peterson. Uh, he was on with Rogan the other day. I just found it interesting, you know, talking about Greta Thunberg and and, you know, how they, he feels sorry for her, that she got hijacked and they used her and this climate chaos. And we'll talk more about it later in the insanity. But it was just it was very fascinating because I've said it all along. They're using a person for their political gain uh and we shouldn't be surprised even if it's a child no no i mean if if a child can win every time the america's funniest home videos that was always who won was the kids video in america's home videos right which was this is for those of you who don't know what that is long before there was tiktok and insta and Facebook and the funny real America's home videos was that scenario of catching somebody because you didn't have a video camera everywhere. Not everybody carried one with them. Which crazy. I know, right? Like, what do you mean? Not everybody. Yeah. So, you know, anytime you could use a kid to do something, it is it's great. Right. That's why when you're going to raise taxes, it's always about the children. But I just want to throw this out. Big deal. When you say you might go to war with China. Kind of went by the wayside. And rightly so. What took place with Tyree Nichols was horrific. We're going to get deeper into that. uh, Because I think it's a fair question to ask. And I asked it on several occasions yesterday. You know, the hubris of individuals. And I've heard, look, the conspiracy theories are abound. He was sleeping with one of their wives that uh, these guys. And I will say there's a federal investigation coming sooner rather than later into Memphis. And is there corruption from top to bottom? Did this group of, of scorpion unit people, were they put together? And did they decide to become training day where they were 
the criminals doing bidding for the criminals. You know, I've heard, you know, everybody, it was a hit. It was all these things. Here's the things that it was. It was awful and horrible. It was vile and disgusting. How another human being can watch other human beings beat up a human being and seem to be okay with it. And last night, I know that Tucker, who's off the reservation at times, oh, it's all because of, uh, you know, the equal employment thing. This was brought up, by the way, three years ago in Memphis. I think an NBC News special about the fact that they, they, they were so desperate for police, they super lowered the standards. Like to the point where, it's, are you breathing, you know? Uh, that being said, just because you don't have 54 college credits and they lowered it to 24, just be, you know, that doesn't mean that, well, automatically this guy's an idiot, so he's going to go kill. That does, that's, that's a dumb, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of people out there who aren't super sharp or who don't have college credits who aren't killers. Not everything is a conspiracy, that being said. Not everything that you think is a conspiracy is some sort of wackadoo idea. But I would I be surprised? Look, the hubris of these guys to do what they did in the way that they did it, to me, I look up and say, how in God's name could you do all of this knowing full well that they had sky cops and all of the street lights, from what I understand? So the street lights all have sky cops, which is this camera that points down the street because there is a plentiful uh, a crime abundance of it in certain areas throughout Memphis. I interviewed for a job oh, about a decade plus ago uh, there. No, it's been longer than that. And, you know, one of the things they brought up in the interview is, look, you know, this is uh, this 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 is not the it's a great city. It's an amazing city. It also has a dark underbelly and it's got lots of violets. And just, you know, kind of letting you know, it's like East St. Louis, certain parts of the country, right? You know, certain areas throughout Chicago and several, but that was one of the things they talked about in the interview, which I found to be bizarre. All that being said, the hubris of these guys knowing they have cameras on, they have the sky cops above, all of that going on. To think that you're going to get away with what you were doing is insane. And it can only, in my mind, I look at something bigger and say, is there more there? Is there more atop? You know, one of the reasons, do you guys remember when, uh, uh, you know, we had the big devastating floods in, in, in you know, New Orleans and, and Katrina and all that stuff. And, and every one of the reasons that they, for years, didn't want the feds helping them with certain things is because the corruption's huge. Chicago has a huge corruption, you know, problem with their, with, throughout their police force for years. You know, so many other police forces. You watch. I, would I be surprised? No, I would not be surprised. They go in there and found out that these guys thought that they could run around like the movie Training Day and that they were King Kong. They were Godzilla. They could get away with anything. This task force. And they were kind of, you know, it goes back to the Rampart Division in Los Angeles. They were given carte blanche and they had become all of the things that they despise because sometimes they, you know, in, in, in sometimes you fight a monster with a monster. The problem is 
it seemed to be, you watch, they're, they're going to look up and go, okay, this was left unchecked because there was plenty of, of notice that these guys had done some stuff in the past. Maybe not these guys, but this unit. And, and think about this for a second. Everybody's like, somebody said to me, I said, well, he ran. It's human nature at that point. You don't know why you got pulled over. You don't know why you're being dragged out of the car. You're getting thumped from the word go. You have people screaming at you and hitting you. And here's the other thing. Think about this for a second. Who does he call? Just curious. Who does he call? Who does the, if the police are doing that to you, who do you call? Is there another police of the police? Oh, yeah. You'll hear conspiracy theories. You'll hear a lot of wacky stuff that's out there. But just look at this institutional control, those are the words you're going to hear more and more coming out of Memphis, I bet. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. A lot of stuff still to get to, including, yes, the world coming to an end. Scaremongers! Talk a bit about that. Uh, Did you guys hear that COVID's over? In like four months, we'll talk about that too. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram, roughgreens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Rough Greens is amazing. Give it to my dogs every single day. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all this incredible stuff. You guys hear me talk about it. It's the results that matter. Doodle is awesome, alive, healthy, happy, love it. That's incredible. He's old. It's crotchety at times, doesn't see very well, but you know what? More energy, eats healthier, eats and just plays and is more energetic than he's been. And he doesn't have the issues he had with joint pain and hip pain. And I love that. I give it to my mom's dogs who were big, giant dogs, massive dogs. She loves it because, well, they're furry. And in California at times during the year, they have issues with their allergies. They had none this year, which is awesome. Try it for yourself. They're going to send you a bottle for free. I mean, a bag for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. That's it. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Coronavirus over, he says with a question mark. Chad Benson Show. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. The national COVID economic and public health emergency will officially end this May 11th. It began in March three years ago. What that means to states is millions of Americans could be removed from pandemic-guaranteed Medicaid coverage if they no longer qualify in that state. The current continued emergency still does not impose mask or vaccine mandates, and it doesn't restrict school or business operations. Yeah, it's over. It's done. It's coming to an end. What does that mean for you who've been sucking the teat of, well, uh, America And by that, I mean you people out there who've used this to continually... Nobody's paying attention to COVID. I just want you guys to understand that. Nobody is. Nobody. And and how I know that it doesn't matter is my on-air partner for my local show is a hypochondriac. Like you couldn't believe. And he hasn't worn a mask in a year. 
I mean, he is a, he's got his doctors on speed dial. He's like, I found a lump in my leg. What is it, doc? He said, did you do anything? I got hit with a softball last night. He says, probably. That's the kind. He wiped his bananas and food down when COVID first came out. This is, we used to call it the Gatos meter. If Gatos is willing to do it, anybody can do it because there's no fear. He hasn't paid attention, but it's time now for a lot of people out there who still are focusing on it. I mean, I'll see it on the old uh, TV. Oh, my God, we're doing this, we're doing that. Comes out yesterday. Hey, May 11th, we're kind of fit. What this is, is this is the money side of it. Telling everybody, all right, here's the deal. Uh, we've ridden this thing as long as can. For a lot of you guys out there, stuff's going to change, and uh, you better figure out how to work around that. The administration is very deliberately announcing the end of the emergencies pretty far in advance, hoping to soften the blow by giving all of these impacted systems and bureaucracies under the public health emergency and the national emergency a chance to maybe hold on to things that exist because of those emergencies that they don't want to lose or to get ready to lose those things in a smoother way. Oh, a smoother way. A smoother way. Get ready to lose those things in a smoother way. Not if Pfizer has its way. Look, I am not a huge fan of of a lot of the conspiracy wackadoos out there. I'm not. I'm not. But I will say this, that if you haven't seen it, because they've done a lot to, to, to not really talk about it, they got caught on a Project Veritas uh, thing. You know, one of their stings. And they're kind of now having coming out, trying to figure out, you know, uh, did they, were they doing stuff? Were they out there doing things to manipulate, engineer the, the, were they playing gain of function with some of these things, trying to, yeah, yeah, in, in some ways it looks like they were. Now, does it mean that they're trying to engineer something deadly that'll no, no, it's it's but in saying that, with all the lies that we have seen for a lot of these these crazy things when it comes to Twitter and the pushing of stuff and Pfizer, like anything else, they're protecting their business. It is about profit. And this golden goose that landed at their feet is coming to an end. They had record profits again, but they don't give exciting outlook towards the future. And, you know, there there are issues there. Stuff that we can talk about. Not conspiracy. Oh, it's a conspiracy. No, not everything's a conspiracy. But definitely, there was some serious issues in the way they've handled that, and they've even had to come out and address it. So, interesting. But COVID's coming to an end. The, 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 the money train for a lot of these places, these hospitals that charged more for COVID patients, that charged more for... That stuff's all coming to an end. They're bracing everybody. Hey, that big fat paycheck you were getting, that's going to start slowing down sooner rather than later. So be prepared. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. Is the world coming to an end? No, but a lot of people out there, they like to talk about the world coming to an end. We'll talk about that. A lot of other stuff still to get to on this beautiful Tuesday. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show.
Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. I was just watching an interview with uh, Tyree Nichols' brother, who's in Sacramento, and uh, he uh, is very powerful. He said, look, my brother, because I'm 99% sure my, my little brother's never been in a fight in his life. And uh, he feels bad because he wasn't there. And he said, if I was there, the difference between him and I is uh, they would have had to kill me because I'd have fought back. And it's very interesting. You know, uh, it's, it's, you know, they asked him, do you feel guilty about not being there? And he said, yeah, he did. It's, it's tough. And like, I, and I said it earlier, I, I, I think when we get deeper into this investigation, we get deeper into this, we're going to find that institutional control, I mean, the institution itself, the Memphis PD, had potentially a group of people that were running around as rogue officers playing, you know, the judge, the jury, the executioner. Was it Star Chamber, that movie kind of thing? And you watch. I would not be surprised. No conspiracy. Ah, conspiracy. No, I'm just saying. If you have five individuals beat a human being to death. Wearing cameras, knowing that there are cameras on the streetlights in the neighborhood that this is going on, and didn't seem to be any fear whatsoever that they were going to be punished, that to me says there's more to the story. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just feel that way. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Uh, text the program. Love hearing from all of you. Do you guys know what the most dangerous thing in the world is? No, it's not the Memphis PD. It's not Chat GPT. Although, we can get deeper into that. I'll tell you that. No, 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 no. The most dangerous thing in the world is? Moving forward, climate change remains the single greatest threat to the livelihood, security, and well-being, uh, particularly for Pacific Island countries. We encourage WHO to support countries in building climate-resilient health systems and mainstream a climate perspective in all of its work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. So, so the most thing in the world is climate, 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 climate. Climate's coming to an end. The world's over. Saw today on CNN uh, flipping around and uh, they had uh, Bill Weir or whatever his name is. Uh, he's their climate guy. They send him out everywhere for climate stuff. Climate guy. And he's like, it's over now, guys. I don't think you guys even understand this. It's the new models are out today. They all the world has agreed. I'm like, who's the world? You mean the muckety mocks at the wherever the Institute of Bologna are at? The UN? I don't buy it. The UN is the most corrupt organization that may be on the planet. It goes the UN, the Olympic Committee, FIFA, the soccer people, and then politicians in certain countries. Before, I mean, that that's how bad it is. But it's all about fear because climate change scaremongering is huge dollar bills, yo. Have you heard? The world's about to end. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. Throughout history, people predicted the end of humanity. This month, 60 Minutes was on the case. You seem to be saying that humanity is not sustainable. No, humanity is not sustainable. Bizarrely, they featured this man, 
who has always predicted doom. We are very close to a famine disaster in the United States. Why would they treat him like an expert? Paul Ehrlich may have lived long enough to see some of his dire prophecies come true. But his dire prophecies again and again turn out to be wrong. In the next 15 years, the end will come. And by the end, I mean an utter breakdown of the capacity of the planet to support humanity. His bestseller, which sold an amazing 3 million copies, said nothing can prevent a substantial increase in the world's death rate. That was comically wrong. The death rate fell dramatically. Too many people, too much consumption. Ugh. He was su- He is such a buffoon, by the way. Paul Ehrlich, if you look at any of this stuff, that guy has been wrong in ways like I am. I'll listen more to Nostradamus than I will this this idiot. His belief is uh, should be maybe a billion people, maybe. Okay, so we're going to kill, what, six billion people? Who gets to decide? Are we drawing straws? I mean, he has been so wrong in so many ways. And if you do a hundred predictions, right? So the the clock, right? You know, broken clock is right twice a day. It doesn't mean that your model is good. You're throwing out guesses that are wrong because you're throwing out guesses based on some bizarre modeling, not understanding that human beings are going to be involved in this and human beings will change the dynamics of your model over and over again. You buffoon, but there's huge money in it let's not forget scaremongering is massive huge money in scaremongering and it doesn't matter what the scaremongering whether you're on the right or the left you can scaremonger in such a way that you can definitely make sure that you can grift off human beings for your benefit right whether it's the election was stolen and the world's coming to an end if you don't help me and make sure that i can continue the good fight grift 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 or the world's coming to an end because it's going to be 1 degree warmer one like this morning the guys like well uh, we've decided that uh 1 degree all of the islands were going to disappear well they moved it to 1 and a half now and then the islands are going to disappear. Now they're talking about two degrees. You keep moving the goalpost because it's good money. That's what it is. Grifting, you need a story, and they tell stories pretty well. 60 Minutes did mention that Ehrlich was wrong about widespread starvation. But they take him seriously, never mentioning his other ridiculous predictions, like his claim that by the year 2000, England will not exist because of climate change. Well, how can this guy uh, uh, be be taken seriously at all? I mean, honestly, I mean, go look at his predictions. And they were just kind of wrong. The, his predictions were as I would listen to George Santos give me a prediction about something in his past and think, eh, it's just got a, it's as good a chance of that thing coming true. I, I believe George Santos, he's got a better chance of being a professional volleyball player than this guy's predictions have come true. But no, people just continue to feed onto his crap because it's a, it's an industry. And he is, and think about this. He's, his industry, he has built over decades and it's going strong, going strong. But England's still here. Oh. Instead of interviewing doomsayers like Ehrlich, 60 Minutes should talk to Marion Tupi, the creator of humanprogress.org. Everybody is getting richer and longer living. 
and life is getting better. It is. The modern era has brought much longer lives and the greatest decline in poverty ever. Young activists think capitalists are destroying the earth. Millions of people are dying. People are throwing paint, works of art, are blocking traffic. What have we said about blocking traffic, people? You block traffic. I got somewhere to go. I'm going home at night. And I don't care if I agree 100% with whatever it is that you're spewing. If you block my way home after having worked for 12 or 15 hours when I want to go home and see my wife and my kids and just relax for a little bit, I will do everything in my power to make sure that whatever you're spewing, I will spew the opposite, even if I don't believe in it, because you're blocking traffic. They believe it's the moral thing to do because experts like Ehrlich scare them. Paul Ehrlich wouldn't talk to me for this video. But seven years ago, he did talk to us. He said, well, when you predict the future, you get things wrong. It's very difficult for me to picture things holding together for more than another decade. He's wrong about everything, but they invite him back. They love this stuff. Yes, because it's doom, it's gloom, it's great, and it's a good thing. It's a cult, and the cults on the right side can morally they think it's great. Save this, do that. Then they start going out, and you start looking at the facts. You're like, hold on a second. These facts, uh, they don't match up here. The, the world's coming to an end. We've deforestation. We, what do you mean we've got 35% more uh, forests here than we have in the past? Well, well that, that just can't be because I'm being told something else. Of course you are. Of course. Do we have an impact? Uh, there's seven billion of us. I would assume we have an impact. Is it what they say it is? No, probably not. Probably not. Capitalism is destroying us? Absolutely not. In fact, here's the thing. And more than one people have pointed this out, and I have talked about it uh, at nauseum. The, 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 the more financially secure you are, the better you are financially, the more long-term you look in life. If you're trying to live day by day, which is, you know, uh, a lot of people in this world are, are are living off virtually nothing. And you're digging cobalt out of the ground with your bare hands because you want to feed your family. You're not thinking long term. You're thinking today. If you can bring that standard of living up to $5,000 a year, which to many of you listening is like, what? If you can raise that. Again, adjusted for global needs. You watch your life changes exponentially and you're thinking about tomorrow. So the better you're doing financially, the more long term you're thinking as far as taking care of your family and your life. Follow the money. 323-538-2423 323-538-2423 at Chad Mensah Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things so much. Man, we try to, you try to bring everything in. You try to do all of the stuff. You try to, it's just hard because we always got so much stuff. I tried to get rid of it. I could have done another 30 minutes on, on some of this stuff because I find it intriguing. I keep telling everybody, man, this is the day and age to start a cult. Because it's it's plentiful to, to you could you could grow an army fast of people willing to give you anything. I mean, I go back to the uh, the nut jobs in San Diego, right? You know, Doe and whatever their names were. I always forget the name. That those people, they 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 did it the hard way. 
<laughs> like they had to get in front of you. They had to really, this is an easy, and this climate cold, and it is. Taking care of the environment's great. We need to do more of it. We need to be more efficient. But man, I tell you what, this right here is, I could go on and on about this insanity. And it's not just, there's just so many other things out there that are like this. And that's that's what we've got now. Like building a cold today is easy. And the money's huge. 323-538-2423. At Shudbutton Show is your Twitter and your Insta and all of the... I got to do more stuff. I know this year we're getting ready to do more podcasting in a different way. Maybe be a little bit more open in some of the stuff that we say. In the sense that it's, it's tough because, you know, we're constricted by language. <laughs> uh, there's a few times I've almost dropped a... I've already done that once in the past. Uh, but... There's just, you know, getting a little deeper sometimes and stuff. And, and and that's why you think about doing a little bit more of that. So let me know what you think. You can text us. My friends at Swiss America clued me in. Silver, soaring for military. Why? Yeah. Solar, electric cars, tech, you name it. That got my attention. What are you doing? It's attractively priced. It's sitting great. Swiss America has been the trusted leader in precious metals for 40 years. And they're the people I trust when it, when I, when it comes to gold and silver, in particular coins. Now, I've been a collector of coins for years, having been, you know, a broker, and then I brokered on the physical side of stuff, and coins were always something I was interested in. So, they want to get you started in the in, in the coin collecting and silver and gold. Why not? They're offering my listeners, you guys, the Walking Liberty half dollar at an amazing low price of $12.50, each delivered. So, these were issued... U.S. minted between 1916 and 47. They could be yours for $12.50 while supplies last. Limit 250 per customer. Now, I've got a great coin collection. Uh, maybe one day I'll bring it in and, and, and we're going to sit down and talk with the guys over at Swiss America in, in, in-house, if you will. And I'll bring some of my coins in. I, I love coins. We found some other coins the other day. That my father-in-law passed away. A ton of, I just, I always think it's good to have. So call or text right now. Reserve your coins. Silver coins, 800-289-2646 or visit SwissAmerica.com slash chat. The physical delivered right to you, $12.50 each. The beautiful silver walking Liberty half dollar. SwissAmerica.com slash chat. SwissAmerica.com slash chat. This is the Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. Elton John's Goodbye Yellow Brick Road Tour appears to be paved with gold bricks. Billboard says it's now the highest grossing tour in history. Over 278 shows, it's grossed $817.9 million, the first tour to break the $800 million mark. The previous highest earner was Ed Sheeran's Divide Tour, earning $776.4 million. Though Sheeran far outsold Elton when it comes to the number of tickets bought. And Elton's not done yet. He still has 51 shows to go on what we're told is his final tour. We've been told it's his final tour since the 70s. <laughs> he means the 2000. 21, 25, 28, 20, 2,470 is his final tour. Eh, why would you stop? You don't have to play. You know why you stop? I'll tell you why you stop. Because eventually you get to the point where he's going to end up doing when all said and done. I mean, think about it. He's got 51 stops left. He's over 800 million. This thing's going to be a billion dollars when he's done with this. He's worth close to probably half a billion. All that aside, you don't stop. What you do is you get a residency. 
Elton is prime for a residency. Adele, you're not residency material because you're still big enough to sell out venues that are massive. Elton is must, and you do it, you fly into Vegas and you do it maybe Friday, Saturday, and that's it. You just do two shows. You become the, and you do it maybe once a month. Maybe you do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and you do it once a month. You fly. So you don't have to go anywhere. And you got time to recoup. That's why. You don't turn down that kind of money yet. Yeah, you're crazy. I'm just saying, kids. I'm just saying. Chat GPT. We have talked about it at nauseum, as we should. Uh, I heard somebody the other day in a podcast say, this is, this is the biggest thing ever when it comes to like this. And we've talked about it. The changing of like AI, it's here now. It's the, there is no, well, in the future. The future is today. It has changed everything. We'll get deeper in it tomorrow. We're going to sit down and talk to, to an expert in it. Uh, but the, the reality is this is what the wheel. That's to me, this is the wheel. This is fire. This is the engine. This is all of the things. And I don't think people realize that, but it isn't going to be easy for some people out there. Already, Edward Tian, a Princeton senior from Toronto, he spent New Year's building a chatbot detector for professors called GPT-0. It's an app that can quickly and efficiently detect whether the essay is chat, GPT, or human. After a month of its iteration, he announced an updated model, chat, uh, gpt zero x that can detect if it's ai and human text and highlights portions of the text that is most likely to be ai generated a key features that educators are looking for which is huge oh that's crazy yeah so chat gpt will now have gpt zero x to contend with when it comes to this stuff crazy three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at chat message show is your twitter have a blessed rest of your amazing tuesday get yourself some tacos as always night night jack this is the chad benson show